Okay, so um, we were at, I think we were here, right? This is the 19th. Yeah, I think we were at 19th. Yes. Right, we have seen, um, so, so far what we have seen um, in this chapter, Trigona Vibhaga Yoga, like I said, it's a very fundamental chapter because we have three frameworks. There's a framework of two, which is Prakriti Purusha, which was actually the previous uh, chapter. And then, uh, and what, what does that do? The framework of two helps you identify what is important, right? Um, you know, we have seen between education and literacy, right? You know, those kinds of things. Like what is the physical uh, part of it and what is the essence of it? It's kind of uh, gives us, uh, a framework to identify what is essence in a thing, right? What is an essence in a marriage is is love, or what is an essence in uh, in uh, learning? It's it's understanding, it's education, and not passing exams, right? So those are there are all of these things that uh, it, this helps uh, un us understand. Then there's framework of three, and that framework of three is a decision framework. What what to pick? as our path in this world. And, and then there's a framework of five, which we'll see in the future and, uh, and, that, uh, and what that helps. So in the framework of three, this is, which is very, it's foundational in knowledge, in understanding how the world is created, everything comes from three. And um, so Krishna says that, he starts off the chapter by saying that, you know, that two form the three. That means the uh, Prakriti and Purusha. So he is the Purusha, Parama Purusha, Parabrahma. Prakriti is, you know, Prakriti. So, and that Prakriti is Trigunamai, Shri Bhuturga. That is Sattvarajastamas. So she has these three gunas. Right? So these three gunas, they are what Krishna starts the creation through Prakriti. And what is creation? Is a, a creation of imbalance. That means Rajas increases. And then the balance is broken. And then the world is created. Because creation, the process of creation is Rajas. The, the process of dissolution is Tamas. So, so Sunil, uh, the you said the the three state the Rajas, Tamas, Sri Durga. You said is represents the Saraswati, Lakshmi, and Durga represents those three three things. No, no, no. See, oh. Saraswati, Saraswati is a jiva, right? So I'm talking about Sri Durga. That is three forms of Mula Prakriti. Mula Prakriti herself is in three forms. They are the same, but they represent three. That is Sattva Rajas Tamas. Sattva is Sri. Rajas is Bhu, Tamas is Durga, right? And then uh, in, in, in the Puranic thing, Shri is Lakshmi, which is basically Mola Prakriti herself is Lakshmi. And then Bhu is Saraswati and Durga is the, the presiding deity. So Antaryamini of uh, Parvati's Antaryamini is Durga. So Durga and Parvati are not the same. So there's a misunderstanding, huge misunderstanding and Durga and Parvati are the same. They are not the same. Parvati is Uma. That is Shiva and Shakti. Durga is her Abhimani, the Prakriti level. 
right and the same way saraswati is not bhudevi uh, saraswati is antaryamini is bhudevi again that's a mula prakriti is one of the aspects right so i'm talking about mula prakriti shri bhudurga so uh, saraswati and parvati and all indrani and all of those are not even started right they're not even born so these three come and then these three represent or are are foundational uh, to the start of the trigunas so trigunas and that's what jada prakriti is right so jada prakriti that means the the prakriti uh, that we see is actually fivefold because it's a manifested universe but behind that is a threefold a threefold is this so we never sattva like if somebody asks you to say hey show me sattva you cannot show sattva so i thought lakshmi is a uh, rajas right it's a money wealth but no, uh, saraswati no. is knowledge right no it's not lakshmi way. is not money lakshmi is astaishwarya and uh, gnana is one of the aishwarya right so gnana is not uh, you know it, like to go back to the con- you know the uh, the famous uh, story in mahabharata right in the shanti parva like uh, where yudhishthira asks uh, all the pandavas after uh, af- after they visit bhishma and they are back in their camp in among uh, dharma artha kama which is the highest uh, all of them say artha is the highest among these three artha is the highest and of course we know that bhima says kama is the highest right that's the uh, the discussion that we have had before and then also sahana uh, mentioned an article in which uh, that was uh, mentioned so and then uh, so and, and the rationalization that arjuna gives is not just for money is for wealth that means money is also artha see artha is nothing but means learning is a means to an end money is a means to an end right when we say artha all of these things are uh, part of it money is a part of it learning education is a part of it because they all act as a means to an end right so arjuna says why his rationalization of why artha is the greatest among the three is he says dharma without the power of artha first of all if, if artha is is learning dharma cannot be understood without artha there is no learning where is the, how do you know what is dharma and adharma so artha is, is is at the foundation of what is dharma and adharma that is one aspect of artha as means knowledge as means the other one knowledge as wealth money is a person even though he is a dharmic if he has no money what effect he has on the world nothing yeah he is good uh, within himself but his influence his force force multiplication multiplying the influence that he has on the world is through artha dharma is multiplied without the power of artha dharma is not multiplied and that arjuna says this arjuna says this very fact that artha in its two aspects you need artha to understand you know in 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 uh, artha is one of the meanings of artha is meaning right to understand what it means right it, it's both ways it is a means it's means to an end in its how understanding what it means right when when artha is knowledge 
it is understanding what dharma means what adharma means if you don't have the education how do you know dharma dharma and adharma you are not and if you don't have the money what will you do with dharma nothing not much right so arjuna and that's why bhima in the end says see all of these are rationalization because anything can be rationalized as number 1 number 2 number 3 and so he says uh, to yudhishthira your question itself is wrong that's what bhima uh, says in the baba beautiful incident and uh, and so that that's what the question is uh, when we say lakshmi uh, lakshmi is not wealth lakshmi is the ashta aishwarya everything everything that is a means to an end you know uh, to an end is is lakshmi lakshmi is prakriti and prakriti is means to an end right of which money is a part our character is a part education is a part you know our uh, courage is a part so all of the right all the ashta lakshmis have explained before so that is that is what lakshmi is okay so <clears throat> that's what and, and, and so the three and, and krishna explains that the three is a fundamental three that is the building block of how the world is made and in, in the chandogya upanishad you know it talks about how whatever we see in the world is a combination we don't see anything in pure form neither the panchabhutas nor the trigunas if panchabhutas are uh, you know um, uh, you know to the manifestation of the world even that like when we say jala if i tell you show me jala tatva you know we say water element but what we see is water compound not water element that is a very important thing to understand say uh, show me the earth element we don't i cannot show you the earth element earth in the element form is not even available it is only available in the compound form and that is in the earth is it's a, it's maximum in the earth as in as in the clay and mud and all that rock so that's what we can show as an example of bhutatva not bhutatva itself that's very important understand same way fire is not agni agni uh, tatva agni tatva is a compound fire has three elements and that's what uh, you know uh, in chandogya upanishad uh, uddalaka is teaching shweta ketu look at the fire there is bhutatva in the fire there is uh, you know jala tatva in the fire and then there is agni tatva in the fire all the three they are all mixed and all this mixture in various uh, quantities uh, and he he, uh, he shows is how the world is made of right whatever is the maximum quantity in the mixture it gets the uh, the structure and the form and the behavior of that uh, uh, element but you cannot see the elements in their elemental form we only see them in the in the uh, compound form as mixed together same and fundamental to panchabhutas themselves is the trigona so if you cannot see the panchabhutas themselves in elementary form where you see trigona no you can just identify oh satvaguna has come up because these are the things happening body this is satvaguna or in the mind this is satvaguna no this is a manifestation when the satvaguna happens the mind acts like this the body acts like this we speak like this we we identify it through external behavior not actual guna itself because that nobody can see right it's very very fundamental that nobody can see right and so this is what krishna is explaining and then he is showing how what each of these gunas are right when satva he is showing more of a psychological thing 
the Chandogya Upanishad talks about more of the uh, how the world is built. Krishna is talking more about psychology here. There, Uddhalaka points to each thing and say, oh, look at this water, look at this fire, and how to identify the three elements in that. Right? So he's showing that as an example and, and, and doing that in the Chandogya Upanishad. Krishna is saying, when the way we feel and think, then you can deduce which guna has come up in us. So more psychologically. And so what he says is, you know, the, the, the three rules of thumb. When sattva guna comes up in us, right, and, and, and fundamental, even fundamental to that is what he says, there are, there's, guna is always mixed together. Sattva rajas is all mixed together within us. When one becomes dominant, what happens to the other two? They'll go down. Yeah. Sattva. So when one only one guna can show up at, at a time, and the time can be a fraction of a second, right? And and uh, one of the examples is the story of Kamsa, right? Kamsa, uh, when he kills the seventh child, which is Durga, right? The, the, the girl child just before Krishna is born, and then uh, that that child escapes, and Durga says, you know, that he is already he's uh, born. And the, your killer is already uh, there. And so Kamsa, then he, what he does, he feels for it and he apologizes to Vasudeva and Devaki. He says, you know, I'm doing wrong. I'm sorry that I killed. In the next moment, he tells his guard, whoever is the new pawns that's born, you know, in this area, kill all of them. So, the, the, you know, the bipolar, <laughs> bipolar is probably this. That you know, Satvaguna just came up in a fraction of a second, and then Tamas came up. Right. So when one came up, the other was, uh, you know, uh, not dominant. And when Tamas was dominant, Satva he lost Satva. That's what happens. But only one guna can take hold of us. Uh, we do not have a mixture of gunas that take hold of us. Okay. So that's what he says. And then he says, how to identify which guna has taken hold of us? When sattva comes up, first of all, we have peace of mind, calmness of mind, and then prasannata, that means kind of satisfaction in mind. <laughs> We're not running about uh, for something. It's, there's a, there is a kind of calmness and satisfaction. Right? And then there's a, a lot of clarity. We have, we have all uh, experienced. Suddenly you have some clarity. So you're thinking of, sort of, of, of a lot of things. You never understood something. Suddenly in a flash, something occurs to you. It's very clear. Oh, wow, the shlokas artha is this. I never thought this was the, the meaning. It's so obvious. In, in So in Sattvaguna comes up in our mind, of that shloka becomes very, very obvious. When Tamoguna comes, the same shloka will tell you the opposite. Right? It is, it is in the mind of the beholder. Like Bhagavad Gita, see there are many kinds of different commentaries written on Bhagavad Gita opposite of each other. The same shloka, the next 19th shloka is a very, very important shloka. Like just like uh, Yada Yada Yadharmasya, Karmanyavadikaraste, these are like main shlokas, right? In, in, in the Bhagavad Gita, highlight shlokas. This one, Nanyam Gunebhya Kartaram, that is also very highlight shloka. And there are many of them 
in the next chapter purushottama yoga that are uh, very uh, highlight of bhagavad gita and if you see this the 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 meanings and the interpretation of this verse it goes against bhagavad gita itself what krishna sent said before it's as if he is con- contradicting himself what he said before and also what he is going to say after meanings have been uh, interpreted that way so it cannot be in a sattva mindset it has to be in some kind of a rajas mindset or definitely in a tamas mindset right so not every commentary that gita is worth uh, it's short it's a good end what it is telling right the, the the clarity should and of course clarity comes after a lot of confusion but that's that's the thing that, that keep proceeding in that path and progressing in the path and at some point of time sattva will come up and the clarity you know the clarity comes up you know, that that is very important right so krishna says when there is clarity of understanding when there is a love to do good when there is uh, you know we love to know more when we love to dig deep then understand that sattva has come up and this will tell us that how much sattva is less in us right if if this is not the you know this is not going on uh, you know and then it might you know there might be a little of this but then a lot of tamas or then a lot of rajas right so you have to you have to identify when sattva comes rajas comes and tamas comes that is sattva when rajas comes what, what then you like, oh i want to do more i want to earn more i want to uh, expand more i want to do all you know all i i need to gain more and more and more and more right that more and more kama krodha lobha a lot of anger a lot of drive workaholic all of these things they are rajasic in nature because krishna says rajasic is karmic in nature in the sense that it drives you to do it's endless that means there is an endless you are stuck in an endless cycle that you cannot get out of you know what rajasics lack is time right what is our greatest asset time time all the money we make is to just make some time for ourselves exactly <laughs> enjoy right, right? <laughs> exactly right all the money you make spending all the time is to make time <laughs> that is the that is the uh, contradiction the two big ones internally manas focus is the number one asset we have you know it's a it's a billion dollars in billions of dollars of business every company facebook twitter instagram tiktok every company is fighting to get that asset is your focus right that is number one asset that we have and the other one that is outside of us is time other than that everything else is not really important unless you are you are making more time to for yourself and and in more focus everything else is not important right so what is the what do the rajasics lack they lack the 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 focus the real focus and then they lack the time especially the time of course they are focused on the work they are focused on gaining more and more that's why i said real focus and and what they lack is time these are the people who don't have the time they don't have the time for anything good right they cannot make the time they don't want to make uh, the time that is rajasik swabhava is that lack of time 
right? They are driven and they are driven into an unending cycle that they cannot come out of. So that is Rajasabhandana. So when we are stuck in that one, which we are, I mean, see, Manushya Swabhava is Rajasik. Right? In, 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 a, in a more uh, a big picture kind of it, Devas are the Sattvikas. Manushyas are the Rajasas. And Asuras are the Tamasas. See that we have decided to come to America says that Rajasik nature in all of us. I mean, like, <laughs> I can't think yeah, of any yeah. other no, no, any no. other thing. Anywhere you know, in the world, the Rajas uh, Swabhava is do, like the dominant Swabhava of humans is Rajasik, and then of course it's now shifting to Rajasik Tamasik. Too much Tamasik uh, is also going on, but uh, dominant is is Rajasik. So that is what um, you know. That is. Uh, uh, the Rajasik Subhava. What they lack is time. What they're stuck is, and one of the, the you see, if, if in the in the Jyotisha, I always always want to connect it to Jyotisha because Jyotisha is philosophy actually. Ninth house is the house of Daiva, Sattva Guna, ninth. Then sixth is the Rajas. Sixth means it's the cycle of samsara. Samsara itself is the Rajas in that sense. We are stuck, right? We are stuck. We are we are stuck by uh, hunger and thirst, and we are, and all the other things, you know, that that just come up, drive us, go out, and then again come up. So it's a constant, you know, hunger and thirst is constant. Every we have a lot of these constant things that we have to keep servicing, and that is the, the bandana. So ninth house is uh, sattva. Means what does it mean? That planet represents sattva. Or? No, ninth house is dharma, where dharma lives, mm. and that's the sattvaguna, sattvika. Which means in, in anybody's chart, the ninth house is the highest sattva. So let's say if Rahu is in the ninth house, the highest tamoguna planet is in the highest sattvaguna house, which means what, what does that person think? If you give him Bhagavad Gita, what will he say? He is going to throw the Bhagavad Gita away, one. Two, he is going to write the meaning in such a way that it confuses everybody and pulls them into even more greater darkness. Because he is vipari, Rahu, see, Rahu is always white, ulta. He always goes opposite. So that means when, when dharma is, ninth is dharma, ruju, it's called ruju. Ruju means going straight. What does uh, Rahu do? Take a reverse. Gaur, Rahu goes in reverse. So he's always reverse. He's always reverse. And remember, Rahu is just the head, which means what? He's always rationalizing. He has no heart. So people who always talk about logic and all of those things, that is actually what? Tamasic in nature. See, if you go to the, uh, the Katopanishad, what does it say? Nayamatma pravachanena labhyaha natarkena so he is not something that you can get out of uh, pravachana or any any kind of logic or anything right it's logic is is all just head as long as the head is preventing you to go to the heart it is rahu you are in the rahu level but is it when the scientific to... but all the scientific temperament and the scientific research is all based on logic Pure math, nothing to do with the heart or emotions, right? Ah, even, the, the even the law, even the law, yeah, even the law. Yeah. See, the law is for the good of the person. 
like you know if you look at uh, krishna himself you know we were talking about uh, whether it was last or i think two classes before this we are talking about how in the bhagavad in in, in mahabharata itself krishna is saying what is truth and what is lie it's not set in stone like that it, you know and 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 the actual uh, some in sanskrita it says satyam na yathartha kathanam hita bhashanam that is the the framework of truth so if if i ask you what the definition of truth is if you say yathartha kathanam that means i say as i see right like i have a glass of water with me what is it is it satya yeah it is yathartha kathanam because i am telling what is there what i am seeing or what i am doing i am telling as is right so krishna says truth is not as is that is rahu level that is prakriti level so what is the essence of truth what is why truth hita bhashanam he says the truth is that which is for the good of the other that is the essence of what true speaking is truth speaking is that is for the good of the others and it's not just speaking the truth dharma is that that is dharma which is for the good of the others and ourselves also dharma for us is what is good for us dharma for others is what is good for others what is truth for others that means truth is something that does not hurt them that is what right uh, satyam bruyat priyam bruyat ma bruyat satyam apriyam right that uh, do not speak the truth that hurts and then it, it goes on to say do not speak flowery language that is devoid of truth right there it is a balance of hita it has to be finally it is hita priya and hita right so sometimes you have to be very harsh to be hita to the others sometimes you have to be very nice to be hita to be to the others right so if I, if i tell you what is dharma or dharma is to speak sweetly to others you are missing the point that means you are at the prakriti level not at the essence level not at the purusha level what krishna says sometimes what is na yathartha that means that which is a lie a lie is that which is not right i mean if i have uh, if i am drinking uh, water and i say i am drinking milk it is a lie sometimes a lie if the essence of it is for the goodness of the others truly not not we are not uh, deluding ourselves then that is satya which is what yudhishthira did not do right so truth uh, lie dharma adharma it has to be hitartham it is when it is for hita then it is dharma real dharma when it is hita it is real satya it is not speaking as is or doing uh, what uh, the grantha says no because you are going by the word not the spirit of it krishna explained what is the spirit of dharma what is the spirit of satya that is what you need to do right so okay why why was i saying this i forgot the train of thoughts yeah we were talking about the intellect uh, without emotion uh, rahu right so that so logic right we were talking about logic so again logic is good if it is foundational for something good logic in itself is not good that is called as shushka tarka dry logic 
dry logic is, is useless. It's hair splitting without any use. Right? In Vedanta, they, logic is not encouraged. And what is that logic? Logic that is devoid of any purpose is useless logic. Right? So what is when is logic useful? When it is a foundation or something to strengthen what is going to be good to others or to the society or to ourselves or for the progress. That is the logic you need. But that is the head with the heart. That is Guru. See, Guru has head and heart. Right? And he understands the head is for the heart. It is not the other way. The heart is dominating. But without the head, what happens? Who is headless? In, uh, in, uh, in the grass. Ketu. Ah, Ketu is headless. So Ketu is what? Ketu is an emotional wreck. <laughs> he's, he's like irrational. You know, he's like, you know, uh, the mob. You, you tell them, oh, they are saying bad about this religion. Go and smash them. Ketu represents the mob. Why? Because they are headless. Our mindlessness, our irrationality, our superstition. All of those are Ketu. Okay? So headlessness is bad. Heartlessness is bad. So Guru is both head and heart, is it? He is both Guru, head and heart, yeah. And he is exalted. That means he is most powerful in what? Which, which uh, Rashi? Cancer. Ah, and what part of the body is cancer? Um, heart. Ah. That means he's exalted in the, he's powerful in the heart, right? That is what he exudes. His heart. His love, his knowledge, his light. Right? And but he has both the, he's also Jnanaka, you know, Karaka. So this uh, six, this six thousand ninth house they keep changing. So I think your also your tendencies keep changing with time, I guess. Is that what no, they, they don't keep changing? I mean you're when you're born is set. Right? Okay, so, so is, it's not like when you're born, it is said. Okay. Yeah, it is said. So what is what is that? So if ninth is Satvaguna, then sixth is that 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 we are stuck. The Sobhava of Rajas is what? You don't have time. Uh, which house is for the Tamas? Yeah, we'll come there. <laughs> now, Sunil, uh, coming to that differentiation between these three gunas. People who are getting low or depressed, uh, what what kind of a mood is that? I mean, is it tamas or tamas? Is yes. tamas okay? It's tamas, yeah. So tamoguna is uh, uh, depression. Anything which is uh, you know that is inactivity or tending to opposing action, they are all tamo tamoguna right? because it opposes action or it is inaction. So that's all uh, tamoguna. The opposite of that is Rajoguna is workaholic. You know, that is, you cannot hold them. Sattvaguna is a balance between the power and the energy of Rajoguna. And the so, calmness of Tamoguna, both coming together. Tamas also, also means ignorance. So when you say ignorance, ignorance in not identifying yourself with that you are Paramatma, the Maya, I'm talking about ignorance. So any yeah. issues with the interpersonal relationship issues or anything will go under the Tamas because you are identifying with an object and getting entangled with all that stuff, right? Uh, is that considered Thomas or I just say? I, I didn't know. I didn't understand you. But, see, Thomas, I mean, gee, Thomas, ignorance, right? I mean, Avidya. Avidya 
so when you have, we, we're all going through avidya, I mean, pretty much unless yeah, you're a patron. Yes. So the yeah. avidya component itself is part of, you know, so is that part of tamasic? Avidya is tamasic or? Correct, correct. Krishna himself says, right? Avidya. Tamas creates avidya within us. That's the nature of tamas. It creates so avidya. I think predominant of life is avidya because we are always working in the prakriti and becoming an enjoyer of the field rather than knower of yeah. the field. So our predominant guna is actually tamasic, tamasic rather, if you took from that standpoint. It's a mixture of rajas and tamas, yes. Rajasa tamasa. Right? Some of them are tamasa heavy, some of them are rajasa heavy, but we have a, predominantly we are rajas tamas with a pinch of sattva added. But then Krishna is that set in stone. That's what is, is the next thing, right? If, if, if we are like that, then what is what should we do? That is the next one. That is what he's going to deal with now. Right? So I I, I, I talked about sattva where you know we have this clarity. Now let's talk about uh, tamas. So tamas, what is tamas? Tamas is the opposite of rajas. And there are two kinds. One is the opposing of rajas. Other one is, you know, it's a, like, like I said, a jnana is two kinds. Lack of knowledge, abhava suchaka, and then opposition to knowledge, virodha suchaka. Right? That, that opposition is two kinds. One is absence and one, one is presence of the opposition. Right? And whenever we talk about Ajnana, we are talk, talking about the opposition, not the lack. Because a lack cannot be a cause of something. It's, it's like when we say, oh, I did something because I did not know. You did not do something because of the non-knowledge. You did it because you didn't know that, but you knew something else. So something else made you do it. Right? So whenever we say uh, the uh, Ajnana, we are talking about Ajnana that is Bhava Purana. That means it is a presence. When I say presence, what it means? It means wrong understanding that is driving our actions. That is Ajnana. Right? So that is so Ajnana. So Tamas, what does Tamas do? Tamas is, it opposes activity. So in the body, what is it? I have a question here, Sunil. I have a question here. here. What is Ajnana to me may not be Ajnana to you. No, 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 no. Okay. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. So that, you know, that, that is not a... Based on my dharma. Based on no. my dharma. Okay. Based, based no on your dharma. Everybody has different dharmas, right? All of us, we have different it dharmas. Be in tune to the, the overall dharma. Hmm? See, I, my dharma, you cannot say my dharma and I will do whatever I want. That is not dharma. That is a misunderstanding of dharma. Right? Mm-hmm. See, your dharma should be in tune with the bigger dharma, not in opposition to that, saying I it's my dharma to do this. So and it opposes the, of, the overall universal dharma. There's a universal yeah. dharma. So one of the things is because of the confusion with the dharma t- term evokes so many different meanings. But the one I heard uh, was that that uh, acting through like through your true nature, which is a, that of compassion. So if you're acting as a as a compassion. Um, to other person, then it is dharma. That's one of the simple explanations. But what if you, that is not your nature? That, that, that's, that's, your true nature is one of compassion, but not, not your, I mean, actually the prakriti nature, not talking about the prakriti nature, but your uh, true... You, you may, 
there might not be a true compassion nature right we, we'll see that what what krishna says i, I think uh, here uh, the uh, the when we say that compassion is dharma that also is like uh, you have to look at the situation and the person like if you show compassion to someone who doesn't deserve it or who is that that's not good for uh, for the society as a whole then that is not dharma so i mean like even if you even somebody is very extremely bad or uh, somebody like hitler you deal with them with compassion in the sense that we are not going to give up i mean like you don't have a hatred towards them but you have compassion and you do whatever needs to be done to uh you know uh, get rid of that person but but you you using using it, you have a compassion in your mind even for that person not uh, not you are acting not through hatred that's what i'm trying to say yeah that that means you do it with vairagya like you just do it like what it needs to be done then it's not compassion not love or hatred you just do what you, what needs to be no, done no 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 see re- remember when in doubt use the framework of three so com- what is the frame compassion what is rajasic compassion see rajasic compassion is something where you are showing a compassion to somebody expecting something correct yes what is tamasic compassion tamasic compassion is where a victim shows compassion towards the the one who is the uh, you know creating this issue right i mean the the, the victim is is showing comp- compassion to the aggressor that is tamasic compassion what is sattvic compassion sattvic compassion is is one where it is dealt with aggression is dealt with without hatred so there is neither uh, rajas nor there is tamas so what what krishna is true and what arjuna krishna told arjuna is true you are killing not because of yourself there is no hatred in killing like you know when a lion eats the deer does lion have a hatred towards the deer no is it a violence it is not violence just like uh, we eating a, a vegetable is not violence to the vegetable it is a, it, it, it's how the nature of things we are supposed to eat a vegetable we are eating a vegetable we are not killing the vegetable and and we are destroying and no there is no hatred there have you, have you ever hated the food and then said i'm going to smash this and eat it no that's that's not so even though there is violence i mean if you look at as a as a third a third person observer yeah somebody kills something somebody kills a a a bush and or or, or plucks a vegetable is that a violence it is a violence literally violence but in in spirit is this a violence no why because there's no hatred there it is food a lion uh, killing a deer is not it's not it's not violence it's not literally you know yeah literally it's violence but in in spirit is it violence no one is the food of another that that's basically what it is exactly right? the hangman uh, executing the death sentence he doesn't have yeah. any hatred he's out of compassion he does his job he has compassion for everybody i mean like he doesn't have any special hatred for the person who's exactly being, yeah. exactly and and that's true see but but that that's the balance right where there is compassion and non hatred but also at the same time dealing with uh, adharma when both of them are together then that is sattva now 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 uh, uh, look at this um, uh, look at it this from this point of view there's lot of 
pest uh, there are a lot of ants in my house okay so let us see just i'm just throwing an example or a lot of mosquitoes in my house okay now they are causing me harm and i'll put on a pesticide to kill them i do not have any hatred towards those mosquitoes <laughs> i'm doing it to protect myself you are hitting them of course Is this a, like a live or is it recorded? This live, this live. Oh, okay. What is that? Too many people speaking. Yeah, Hello? somebody is talking. What was that? This is this is the, what the you know the what yourself. This is a, like an enlightening program. We discuss the forum where we talk about what is dharma, right? What is the right thing to do? Is it muted or not? Yeah. It is yeah. So if you look at, uh, you know, look at even, you know, killing uh, ants and all that stuff, right? There are people who kill, you know, if you go to its own place and start killing, then, you know, there there is a, like, if you look at the, the Puranas, all the wars start, how, how does all the wars start between Devasura? When the Asuras go and attack amaravati right asuras want to capture amaravati swarga they want to capture indra's throne that is when everything starts right and then all you know the story plays out the devas uh, you know have the war with the asuras they kill them and then what do, do they exterminate the asuras have no. the devas ever exterminated asuras no never they have never exterminated it. what do, what do indra does what does he do he sends them back to the nether world he says you go to your world just like bali was sent to the adolokas go and rule there your time will come at least for bali the time will come but for Olaf? the other okay kitna time ho raha hey uh, so um so that's the thing right when things are in their place then it's good when the things are out of place then it is bad right even in the uh, in the homa see if if you, you, you probably may not have observed this when like when they do uh, pour the havis in the homa and the ghee especially the ghee they pour the ghee and whatever is left they put it on the side have you noticed it on the ground they'll put like this and then put like this You, if you you might have noticed it or if you have not noticed it notice it next time and that is where the papa jeevis or the, you know the asuras they get the, they are like we also want something to eat so don't your no havis will from the main yagna will come to you you know in the side you put in the side right so that 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 is what it is each one has its place devas have they are the rulers of the forces of nature they are the rulers of swarga swarga loka asuras they are good in the in their place in the nether world in the adholokas when they exchange places that is when the problem starts right when when asuras try to come up to the naralokas or try to capture swarga loka that means they want to become the dominant force but nobody is telling go to the forest and kill the lion there no that is where it belongs when when things are in places where they don't belong that is when 
you need correction that is dharma dharma is not ex- extermination the extermination is never dharma dharma does not exterminate dharma dharma corrects and puts things in its place because everything has a place everything again has again if we go to a place where the lion is staying and then the lion attacks us it is if we try to kill them then it is actually adharma because then you actually went to the forest and then uh, it is just so you're not supposed to I mean, you, I mean if you comes to the uh, your town or I mean, your home then it's a different thing but if you go to the forest you, you can go hunting that's what i'm saying you can go there and start hunting animals uh, no i mean hunting in the sense like you know kings used to hunt wild animals you know in the past when when their population were was more they would go and hunt the wild you know wild animals um but again like if you go to the forest uh and uh, to kill a lion and then a lion attacks you and you kill the lion the, that's a papa karma right that's a papa karma because you've gone to its place it's like somebody coming to my house and then uh, you know dominating me and uh, you know that that's a problem right so things in their places are not a problem things when they are out of place dharma is that which corrects is as that's what krishna has as simple as this everything has its own place let it be right that is what so whenever in the in the in 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 uh, vedanta so that is the reason why you need to know the big picture to understand the small picture when vedanta says let it be then if you take let it be as you know full thing or somebody comes and hits me let it be somebody is taking over my house let it be that is tamas tamas has taken over our brains when when vedanta says let it be let these things be in their places not when they come to our place right so these are like these are this is called a sukshma dharma dharma is sukshma that means dharma is not easy dharma is not one sentence dharma is there is a lot of complexity and layers within dharma nobody can teach dharma in, in all in all these things mistakes happen but then what is the predominant thing is to keep this in mind hitartham dharma is for hita dharma is always for hita exactly so because it is such a complex subject for day to day activities if we have to decide whether doing the right thing or not uh basically you act based on uh, you know is it good for me and people around me to the society or is it good long term if i think if you ask those two questions uh then i think you can solve most of the problem is it good for yeah. me and the people around me is it the right thing to do or is it good long term those three and again remember what is good that is important right it's not priya good priya good means uh, is is it going to be comfortable for me right is it going to be priya priya means what priya and hita right what yama teaches in katopanishad i mean i have said long term what is good yeah. for me and the society long term yeah. yes it's not a dope hit right <laughs> that's what it is priya is a dope hit it's a high now right then the hita is the long term good that's a good that comes from within us it's not aindriya good it is the that which comes within us right so that's satva rajasan tamas so, so when tamas 
So, um, Sunil, we can say that not to create situations like, uh, like giving the example of lion, not to create situations like um, destroying forests and, you know, these wild animals coming to um, our area and then killing and saying that we did it to save ourselves or putting food outside and if a possum comes, then we are responsible and then we cannot just kill it, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I mean, we don't create those kind of situation and then say that, you know, they were in our area. No, you, you, you have to. You were in their area, right? You, yeah. And which is, which is what is happening, right? Even, even I, here. Yeah. <laughs> They're just cutting down the trees and building road and all of those things. So all the deer has to, you know, go inside, completely uh, inside. And uh, basically, you know, they have no place. And yes. then once something attacks, then, uh, you know, we say it's, an, it's, a, it's a, a problem. But then we are the problem. But, yeah. uh, but uh, Sunil, uh, Sunilji, see, that is a law of nature. Jiski lati, uski bags. Like, you know, see, who, is, who has got power? He is, he is the king. Okay, so, so that, that is the law of the you, nature. You asking me uh, that question tells me that the Rajas Guna has become dominant in you. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> now see see okay, history is always written by the victorious right so had the had the kauravas won today uh, mahabharata would have been in a different form so what out, out of the two cousins the pandavas won the war so now it is the story of the pandavas the pandavas are all good and duryodhan duryodhan was never named duryodhan he was always suyodhan right suyodhan so then we all called him duryodhan and then so history history, history is always written by the victorious correct so no, then so Suryodhana, Duryodhana means he is he who is difficult to win over. Win, uh -huh. correct. Mm. Yeah. So that is also I mean, that's also his name. Mm. But no, I mean that is the whole reason why Krishna Krishna wanted to establish dharma before the start of Kali Yuga. If, if Duryodhana had continued, uh, you know, by this time I don't know what would have happened. Happened. Earth, earth, uh, the whole earth would have been a desert. You know, that, that would that was the thing, right? So, yeah, history is written by the victorious, but it is our duty to make the victorious the right guys. True. Right? So that's, yeah. So, uh, that's, a, that, that's the nature of Tamas, right? So, the, those are the things. So, you know, it's already 11.30. Let's uh, get into the shloka because this is a very, very important shloka that has been misunderstood a lot in the Indian traditions. And that is in many layers. So we will peel each of the layer and, and try to understand. Uh, there is a Sankhya layer, then there is you know there is a major layer, uh, which is what Krishna is trying to uh, teach Arjuna here. And it's a very very important uh, shloka for sadhana. Sadhana foundation starts from here, and it answers the question: If I am a Rajasik and Tamasik dominant dominant person, is there anything I can do, or is it is it just like that? Can I win over the gunas? Right? That is, that is what Krishna is going to address. Knowing all this without being able to do anything about it is going to be useless for sadhakas. Right? So that's what Krishna is going to say. He says, Nanyam gunebhya kartaram yada drashta anupashyati gunebhyascha param veti madbhavam so adhigachati. Let's let's look at the base level. What it, it basically means. Na gunebhya anyam kartaram drashta 
यदा न अनुपश्यति गुणेभ्यश्च परम वेत्ति मद्भावम स अधिगच्छति दैट मींस न अन्यम गुणेभ्यः कर्तारम सो नाउ वी हैव सीन हाउ गुणा अफेक्ट्स आवर साइकोलॉजी आवर बिहेवियर सो ही सेज सी व्हेन व्हाट इज हु इज अ द्रष्टा Can you repeat that? So the one who has seen. Yada drashta anupashyati. Who is drashta? The one who has seen. Who is seen? Uh, the 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 uh, us. The self. The one who the one who is enlightened. The one who is enlightened. Atra. Uh, here it is. It means enlightened. I mean the drashta, self. The, the witness self. Yeah. Drashta is a witness. Hmm. and and the reason why drashta is mentioned we are all seeing are we drashtas we are not drashtas no drashta here means he who sees what others don't see he is a drashta when we say uh, mantra drashta like all these mantras were seen yeah mantras are there now also and why can't we you and me see that we cannot see mantras right so what drashta means he who sees that the others cannot see he who sees things that the others cannot see that is a drashta here it is introspection that means he who sees things happening within himself or even outside even it can be outside too that the others cannot see right now na anyam gunebhya kartaram drashta yada anupashyati that means the person who is seeing that means who he was actually can see what's going on the realization is what gunebhya anyam na anupashyati so we let's go back to what we have learned uh, in terms of our behavior in psychology i said when rajas comes there is a workaholic there is anger is there uh you know desire you know a lot of desire is there right greed is a big sign like lobha krishna is mentioning lobha more and more greed gaining more and more and more is there so if you are a drashta what happens to you when you get the feeling of greed first of all you have to understand you get see if you go to uh, the what is that called in the meditation um that uh, you notice uh, things what a vipassana so in 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 vipassana what happens you stop and notice right so that stop and notice is what you becoming a drashta so the first exercise that vipassana they do is to eat a a sweet uh, i think they give raisin you eat the raisin for 15 minutes 15 minutes one raisin so you are not you are not gulping it right you you when you hold it in the hand you are feeling the texture and then when you putting in the mouth you slowly feel feel the texture of that and you just bite and then observe what the taste how it emerges out and then slowly you you know all of the texture the uh, you know the sweet taste 
you are you are kind of like uh, stretching time to notice every aspect of eating a raisin for 15 minutes they not let you <laughs> eat but how do we eat mindless ketu our eating is like ketu we feel hungry we don't even know hunger do we know hunger we don't know hunger because when we feel hunger we eat so that hunger we don't we don't even know what hunger is that's why ekadashi is very important because that's it's a time to know hunger feel that hunger right so because things we are eating and drinking and all of those things without giving the time to notice the urges at all what is going on in 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 these meditative practices they stretch time to notice all of these small things that we in usually do not notice so what is that what is that exercise for is to make a dust out of us we are not dust dustrous we don't notice anything right so to make us notice things they stop us from a uh, kind of uh, eating when the urge comes and they stop us and then stretch time for enough to help us notice the urge notice what we eat taste the taste the touch all of the smell all of these things that awareness of these things the growing awareness of these things because those awareness is go like this we don't even notice the awareness usually right so they are doing this why because they want to create a trust out of it what happens when you create the mentality of a drashta what happens then what what you are saying what krishna is saying here so that means it's not vipassana it is this shloka krishna sadhana shloka this one is what all these meditative practices are following is what this krishna is saying here krishna says see there is something called as an agency problem do you know what an agency problem is so there's no. an eight, huh no what it means is it's a it's a very very there is i think there's a longer name to it in the agency problem what it means is in, in in very simple terms when i do something wrong it is because of the my external situations when you do something wrong it is your character okay so i think it's called a i think it's called as a fundamental attribution error or some fundamental attribution agency problem or something like that that means when i do something wrong it is because of hey something happened you know i was not in the mood i did you know for me my mistake is not my character it is external situations for you if you do a mistake then it is because you are faulty you are a tamasika so that's the reason why you are thinking like this we don't attribute your mistake to your situations we attribute your mistake to your character that is called as a fun- fundamental attribution error okay right? the same way i mean if you look at uh, colonialism what did colonialism do so colonialism uh, colonialism so what did it say it said if indians are doing something it is their character or lack of it if we are doing it 
it is because of bad situation right so if a lot of these situations in you know, legal situations over the years in us that's how they've dealt with in uh, in, in legal terms is is if you know the hall the black white problem all of those things is because of the attribution error if somebody does something wrong or because their character is wrong if the other person does it wrong oh it's some situation something happened you know they had to do this right so that is where the legality becomes a problem colonialism is a problem you know the if i do a mistake it's the mistake of my civilization upbringing if an american guy from here does a mistake it is him it's not civilization's problem civilization is well and good it's an individual problem an individual problem of a uh, a colony is a colony problem civilization problem but an individual problem in 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 western civilization is not a civilization problem it's an individual problem right so these these are many manifestations of uh this attribution error is 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 you know people tend to attribute uh you know uh, the bias of of us and them in in different terms it's very important and this is this is where it, it it is so now there is a correction of attribution is what krishna is talking about here fantastic because it deals with that attribution error problem na gunebhya na anyam gunebhya kartaram he says when somebody is angry where is the problem krishna says it is the rajoguna in them or the tamoguna the gnani identifies the rajoguna and the tamoguna in the other person the person is doing this because that, that is guna guna has come up when they are doing hatred that tamoguna has come up so then what happens the gnani is identifying within himself and also outside in the world behavior in terms of which guna is the cause it is not the drashta it is the guna that is the cause so he is fixing the attribution right that means again i i told you this is level 1 level 2 and level 3 is going to reveal so don't jump on me on this okay so going back to what prema ji was saying duryodhana what yudhishthira saw in duryodhana was what it was tamas problem it was not duryodhana problem for him he said tamoguna is very dominant in the sky and therefore he is talking and acting tamasic that is the first attribution correction required within us when we are angry that means attributing that anger to rajas or you know depending on what am anger that is it is rajas guna or tamo guna that is the cause of my anger that's the cause of my desire that's the cause of all of these things that is na an na gunebhya anyam kartaram i am not the doer it i am not angry i am not angry the rajoguna is making me angry right this opens up a lot of uh, worms right i am opening a can of worms but that's why we are in level 1 because it makes sense when you go to level 3 for until now any questions
so now what you, what we are correcting now is the evil guy is evil because not of because of himself but because of tamoguna the workaholic is workaholic not because of himself but because of rajoguna but what about the see one of the most common things we see here in this country or in india is somebody like for example somebody muslim who does something we attribute to the sometimes to the whole civilization or the whole community so is that wrong attribution error because then it is his own or there might be some prabhava also because of his upbringing and all that stuff but it is wrong to uh, blame the whole community don't you think i mean it's wrong to blame the whole community for whatever community it is right but then again we are ourselves reflection of where we come from so it's you know it's like there is there is part of the indian civilization in us there is a lot of our individuality in us so we are a mix of all of those things we are a mix of our situations and who we are right so it, how do you pick and choose where that comes from right so we look at similarities or patterns right if 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 individuals have that pattern then we identify that pattern with more of a civilizational behavior rather than an individual behavior if it is just one off then it is an individual behavior rather than a civilization behavior right but but it is always a mix it is always a mix every community will have a, a very fantastic good people every community regardless of who they are everyone will have same thing every community even the ones we call good will have very bad people regardless of who we are that is that that is that we it's like an equal equal opportunity every community is an equal opportunity employee all of the, it's there which one has more which one has less you know that's all debatable and all that stuff which is not philosophically important and relevant so we'll not go there but yes but see ramayana has a very important uh, incident where what like when valmiki describes rama how was rama doing so whenever somebody was angry he would say i am not going to discuss anything now because you are angry now and he would go that means he 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 would see not the person but the of course his being the avatar and all the leave that because he was a normal person he is a king he would behave by first attributing it to the guna when somebody is angry don't go and tell you know things to them let them come down come back to senses right but understanding that there is like right like if you look at it in in our terms now it is like oh you know the hormones are kicking right which is not but nothing but an expression of gunas right when we say hormones you know uh, uh and what is it uh, what is that the thing that the stress thing stress hormone i forget the name anyway so that hormone is kicking cortisol 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 is one the other one adrenaline adrenaline yeah adrenaline right that when it is kicking can you teach them a gita you cannot teach them. so identify see when we say adrenaline is uh, kicking which means rajoguna has has emerged in him right so i mean these are the same things told in two different languages you know one is a medical language one is a shastra but but the in terms if you look at it in terms of hormone and all of those things it's the same thing or oh, you know when we say oh this uh, testosterone has increased in this guy you know he's not going to listen to me right 
so that is an understanding that rajoguna has just kicked teenager you know that's full taken over the teenager that is that is not just himself it is nature that is holding him right it is it is nature cycle nature is doing that game which is done with all of us right it will give that oh, i am the king of the world nobody knows anything only i will know and then one time will come when all the hormones will go down and i say oh what was i thinking right that one peak will come and then then down will come right so then when when even when you talk in terms of hormones or talk in terms of gunas it is exactly it's the play of these things within the body that is giving us that that sense right if you understand this is what is called as social iq emotional intelligence this this is what it is what krishna is talking about is emotional iq social iq is not think of the person as an individual think of a person as somebody in which guna is kicking in that is one on one of social iq and emotional iq right we deal with a angry person we do not deal with a person who is anger who has anger problems when you deal with a person who has angry who who has anger problems then you can differentiate those two right deal with anger anger and the person that is what krishna is talking about what does gnani do gnani deals with the guna and the individual both he identifies when when he has lost the mind when he is in the mood to understand when he is not in the mood to understand what the cycle is all of those things right so that that is number one what is that's the first level is na anyam gune bhya kartaram there is no other doer other than so in in medical terms it is it's going to be there is no other uh, cause other than the hormones in the body what do i love because um, that hormone is up in my in, in my brain why am i angry that hormone is up in my brain why am i sad that lang- that uh, you know my dope is less in my brain right why am i high my dope is more in my brain is that wrong that is not wrong that is correct that is definitely correct right i mean i always keep saying right uh, in 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 the upanishad it says that a person loves not for the sake of love but for the sake of himself i've always uh, you know i mentioned that right that means we love our feeling not not anything else everything everybody we love the feeling we love the feelings that the person is generating inside us we love those feelings that's why we love that person we like that person exactly that is exactly what it is is that true it is true even though it it, it sounds very very uh, selfish but that's a biological level that's what biology is there it, it, it's not wrong that is a prakriti level that is krishna's first level the shloka is in three levels first level krishna says why am why is this guy angry hormone this anger hormone is increased in him why is he depressed dopamine is not there is that right yes na gunebhya anyam kartaram pashyati adnyani 
knows that there is no other cause other than prakriti when rajas comes he behaves rajasik when tamas comes he behaves tamasik when sattva comes he behaves sattvik he is an a prisoner in the prison of the trigunas that is what gnani knows that na anyam gunebhya kartaram Right. So if we use this attribution error, I mean, look at the whole criminal justice system. Uh, I mean, like they have to. I mean, if you want to follow that rule, you have to modify the whole justice system. No, no, system no. And... That's why I said we are in level one. I'm not revealing level two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then we have to do a different kind of a jail system where you teach them spiritual practices. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that is that is uh, that is important to understand that we all a good person, a bad person, an ugly. uh you know a genocide these all of these people are uh you know tools in the hands of gunas tamoguna makes that person do that rajoguna makes that person do that satvaguna makes that person do that who is the doer then is that person no who is the doer it's the guna so that is the level 1 guna is the doer then what happened in the sankhya a lot of atheistic schools came about in uh, indian tradition sankhya is nirishwara india has a lot of athe- even though atheistic in english means that which does not recognize god but here it's 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 not it's not in terms of god i mean that's the the language uh, translation problem in sankhya it says gunas are the kartros jiva is just a dasta so jiva is a witness right the it's the prakriti that is driving everything else so sunil uh, this uh, the attribution thing you know the people have this tendencies and that's why they do whatever they do but then you also have what is called free will and free choice where you can stop it because you can't give in to all this gunas right i mean that's how the whole otherwise there is no so you have to they have to be responsible for their guna also because you have a way Correct. to stop it with your with your with your using your intellect it's or free not will. a free will because there's no free will but there's something else we'll 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 look at that it comes in level 3 but there is no it's no free will free see free will is a christian concept actually speaking free will is a christian concept the reason is see in christianity or even i mean you know all of the abrahamic when when they say god created all of the everybody all the beings god created all the beings right and of course you know i think animals don't have the soul it's it's basically it's the human beings is what they are talking about uh, this is in christianity so when god creates that means god created an evil person to be evil a good person to be good so now you act according to how you are created whose mistake is it ಮಿಸ್ಟೇಕ್ god created everything and gave them free will so free will is a way for god to absolve himself of the the mistake of evil we get it 
so there is a philosophy behind what we call free will free there is no free will there is no free will like that the mistake is well, for for lack of better translation i'm using that term but you know, free free will means Purusha, i'm talking about where, purushakara purushakara yeah, yeah without use without being getting without being biased by raga and dvesh or you make a decision that is the free will i'm talking about that is purushakara so that is purushakara means our effort is that effort free it's not free not entirely free but again it is it ever our effort yes it is an yeah, effort but it's always influenced by other things most of the time definitely. yeah definitely yes. that's why there is no such thing as a free will is what we can understand because you're always influenced by something yes. but uh, what is a good english word for purushakara I mean, like we had to come up with some good english word if you don't want to use free will it's a it's individual effort is purushakara means individual effort it's our effort but it's not free so yeah so level 1 na anyam gunebhya kartaram there is no other doer cause of what how we behave what we think other than the the gunas the evil guy is influenced by tamoguna the uh, the rajasika is influenced by rajoguna the satvika is influenced by satvaguna the, the only between difference between a sage a saint and a ಅಜ್ಞಾನಿಸ್ಟೆಪ್ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ಸ್ಟೆಪ್ಸ್ಟೆಪ್
that is that is how we judge but then once a drashta doesn't judge like that a, a drashta judges it full through through the situation what has happened what is this you know everything right and that's and that's a, what news media does right news media can spin any story by building a story so you know there is a person who has committed a, a, a crime so they'll they'll show the poverty in which he was born and and you know all he was all the caste issues that went on so there is a there is a formula right that is also there okay right? so people are already using it in different situations the right? media uses that story it, it a story the situational into the individual to build a story right so that is that is a drishti the 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 media's intent is to kind of like uh, you know soften the blow and that's the reason why they build the story but actually the gnani sees situationally the gnani doesn't see uh, individually as an individual good or bad but situationally and that's how he reacts right so that is that's one both within ourselves so when we are angry then you know don't judge yourself as good bad ugly just identify that there is a tamoguna rajoguna that has kicked in once you label as a tamoguna rajoguna that has kicked in when you when, when you label and notice one one when you become a drashta non judgmental drashta then that is when guna is conquered see to conquer guna you should not conquer guna and that's what krishna is that's what krishna is saying when arjuna asked that question how do i conquer guna krishna says you cannot fight the guna you will win both ways i mean you will not win both ways you will lose both ways if you if you if you run away from that or if you try to fight from, from that you will lose both ways guna is not won over by fighting or running away and so that's what uh, krishna is explaining here so that's very important so this is meditation sadhana's foundational step is to become a drashta to be- uh, becoming a drashta means what so creating that stretch of time to sense what is going on whether it's internal states or external situations external people it's a very big skill understanding in yourself right that is spirituality right what is going on so never judge individually judge situationally right which which guna has taken over that is number 1 okay gude pyascha param vetti madbhavam so adhigachati so when when you start doing this what is beyond gunas we were imprisoned within the guna but once you create that distance and try to identify that and notice that within ourselves and outside of ourselves in everything that is when what gunebhya param vetti he will understand what is beyond the gunas we we always saw the world in terms of good bad ugly then you see the world in a very different terms you you come to see the world in a different term madbhavam sodhi gachati then he comes to me okay 
that is level 1 so i want to answer any questions and there might be a lot there will be a lot of questions and that will be answered in level 2 and 3 so i want to go uh, first answer these questions and then we'll go there sunil i have become bruster today because i know all the problems in my house are because of my wife <laughs> that is attribution error <laughs> my goodness you will you will get me in trouble <laughs> and then and, and then you can tell you know arundhati uh, it's because of uh, sunil taught me this correct <laughs> so the whole concept of is mindfulness is uh, basically a non judgmental awareness of the present moment that's what our whole mindfulness exercises are but they require a lot of energy to be able to do it for a long term because no short... it's not it's not for the long term so that is the you don't have to be like always aware in the long term it will become habitual Yeah, yeah. You have to keep doing it to become habitual, which means yeah. you have to keep practicing that. I mean, you have to cultivate the awareness when and where possible. When until it becomes a habit, then it becomes natural, right? See, see the difference between, like, if you look at the uh, yoga, so there is dharana, right? There is dharana, then dhyana, then samadhi. So what is dharana? Dharana is the ability to hold. That means our effort. from unfocused to focused it there is a lot of effort dharana is effortful focus right you you are like forcing yourself to focus dhyana is the same focus which is effortless so dharana and dhyana are two stages of the same thing dharana is the word itself says dharana is i'm trying to hold you know i'm 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 holding that state of focus there's a lot of distraction and then i'm removing distractions i'm trying to So when you remove distraction, what happens? What is the previous state of dharana? Clarity comes. Now, what is the name? Yama, niyama. Asana. Asana. Then. Dhyana. No. Hmm. <laughs> what is that uh, bringing the indriyas inside what is that yoga oh no uh, ashtanga yoga what what is that for the indriya nigraha so that is that is see when you are removing distraction that is the aharana that means it is it is you are removing it you know you are removing distraction you are making your uh, you know making your your workplace or or things distraction free right and then you go to dharana dharana is impossible without without the previous step of removing a distraction and then what happens so so the yama niyama asana pranayama then that aharana pratyahara pratyahara right aharana and then dharana dhyana samadhi so when when you when when it is done with full lot of effort eventually it becomes effortless then it is focus without effort okay so what is the what was the other question 
So there's no question about this. The level one. We have a level three questions. We'll wait. <laughs> okay. Ask me the level three question. Let's see. <laughs> okay. So, na anyam gunebya kartaram yada drashta anubashyati gunebya paramveti madbhavam so adhigachyati. So, the next one, next kartru is who? Now, there is a problem here in level one. That means a bad individual is bad because he has bad guna that is driving him. A good individual is good because he's good guna that's driving him. Now, it doesn't answer the question, why is bad guna driving this guy? Why is good guna driving that guy? And Paramatma is unbiased. So he did not pick and choose favorites. Is it both Sobhava and Prabhava? Correct. See, when, when we are teaching Prabhava, what we taught now, level 3 is Prabhava. Level 2 is Swabhava. Got it? So now, because the question, dominant question that you should be having now is why is a good guy good and a bad guy bad? I mean, why, why is Satvagana following this guy? Because the problem is what? See, problem, it all starts with equality, right? There's a lot of why, why are things unequal in this world? Oh, because our karmas are different. Okay. Okay. That explains my previous karma. I've done a lot of papa in the previous karma. So that is, you know, that's what I am now. Somebody has done something else. That's what they are now. And the, the papa and punya is, is driving. But then go back to the previous life. Exactly. Why was there a difference? Yeah, everything bottoms down to individual effort. So whatever the effort they put in is translated to karma and then further uh, swabhava. And then so everything bottoms down to own individual effort at the end of the day. There's no magic to it. The previous okay. life they did the whatever they, the uh, the Purushakara was what, what became their swabhava. No, no, no. You, what you're right. What, see, what, see, whatever their effort, like, you know, uh, a murderer, he's putting effort, right? A murderer also has purushakara, doesn't he? Is he entirely uh, just uh, daiva? I mean, like whatever the predominant tendency they had, and they allowed the tendency to go go with it for for the, the for the life. Why, the did they, why did they have the predominant tendency that way? Why did one guy have predominant uh, predominant uh, sattva, the other predominant rajas? Because uh, if you keep doing the tamasic activities again and again, that becomes more predominant. At the end but of why the... did they choose to do that? Your own willpower, your own free will, as they say. Like that's what that's, okay. what, that's <laughs> what that's that's what gave you maximum pressure at the time, and that's why you kept doing it. Yeah. Oh, why? That's the thing, right? The guna. See, na anyam You are not doing anything on your own, other than the gunas driving you. Okay, that is that is a given. You. Every point, what you think, what you feel, what you do, it is all driven by sattva guna, rajoguna, or tamoguna. Whichever dominates, that is going to be your dominant personality, your behavior. But the question remains, why is this guy 
being is 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 being uh, tormented by tamoguna and the saint is having such a nice uh, time with the satguna why so you can say okay oh it was because their previous birth in the previous birth uh, you know one guy did this one guy did that okay why did one guy did this one guy did that in the previous birth you have to go back again in the previous to previous birth something happened okay then why the difference in the previous to previous then so it is an infinite regress it's a it's a logical it problem. is almost as if you are going back to the christian concept of god created this uh, guna in some people like this some people like that i think it bottoms down to individual effort at the end of the day no 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 it is not it's not right Let, let's uh, let's look at it then in that case sunil ji we will never take responsibility for our actions right i'll always say that is because of my that guna that is why it happened i will never take responsibility for my action right that is why i'm going to level 2 right like if we are, if i had stopped just at level 3 well, what is it did i say it was level uh, level the first from level 1 if i had just left at level 1 then you would have said oh then everything is attributable to the gunas everything is it's, it's like saying everything is because of my situation a murderer is created by his situation a saint is created by his situation his or her situation correct so then uh, then karma has nothing to do with it uh, not only karma i have got nothing to do with this it was just that situation drove drove me i will never take this exactly this then philosophy is not needed let's i mean you were sneel but you were to come give it but by sneel you are saying that uh, somehow the guna is going to be there it's not cannot be changed but i disagree with that because with your own purusha kara you can change the guna from one type to a, a different type by your actions right and that's why so the people who are predominantly tamasic right now they didn't put any effort in their previous life so they're still tamasic so if they had put some effort and then changed guna into a sattvic guna they would become sattvic in the next birth at least that's what i'm saying too right i'm saying the same thing if if krishna if whatever guna we have we could be stuck with then there is no need for krishna to explain how to get over that so is he he's telling us the concept of guna atitatva how to go beyond this by first of all removing see this is basically coming from where that sankhya's first problem which is the attribution problem what is it the illusion of identity is comes from there what is he doing here he's saying the identity remove that and differentiate that there is an individual and there is a situation there is all of these forces that are act- on the individual learn can you mute somebody is uh, creating some noise here please so that means you're you're what you're looking at individual as you're looking at an individual not just as an individual but you're looking at them as an individual and forces being acted upon on that individual it might be the situation family situation where they are in it might be a work situation they are in it might be any kind of situation they are in when you start seeing the individual within a situation then you have more power in terms of emotion and social iq right that is that is what krishna is teaching here but still that's level 1 it's not answering the question why is one one by one person in the tamoguna and could not take charge of it could not reduce it why did one re- was able to reduce it and get satguna so he did not put enough effort plus he did not get enough influence why there. he did not put effort 
is, because the guna is, itself is dragging him down to be able to put effort to change put, okay but, uh, he's, but he's he's just pleased with what he is uh, at that moment uh, he's happy why why he's giving temporary temporary pleasure he is choose temporary pleasure for for distant agnana agnana there's, there's a japanese technique you, know, you ask five wise so i'm going to ask you five wise i have already i think i have already run three why does he like for his um <clears throat> Anand, I think you were you are saying something, Anand. Yeah, I was just saying it is because of knowledge. Again, the concept of mirror having the whatever the fog around it. Correct. Yeah, but again, we have learned in the gunas in the, in the gunas it says that which we desire. If we desire knowledge, it's satyaguna. It's if we desire pursuing you know uh, pleasure, then it is rajoguna. if we desire whenever our desire is 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 inaction and extremes of action is tamoguna right which means oh i did not desire knowledge which means what tamoguna was already acting my question is why was tamoguna was acting in one person and not the other person because that was satisfying his indriyas again i'm going to ask you why it will all come down to see all the answers that we are all giving here it is all at the guna level if you are satisfied with indriya comfort it is rajoguna satisfaction is rajoguna like if you look at uh, the three kinds of satisfaction indriya satisfaction is rajoguna satisfaction with knowledge and doing good and doing dharma is is uh, satvaguna and then satisfaction that comes with not doing anything and 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 being lazy that is tamoguna so that means whatever you are saying is driven by guna whatever you are saying um i would say um like uh, so he or she whatever um you know whenever that person is being lazy or doing something evil or bad or hurting others um i'm de- uh, definitely there are certain consequences that happen to him and to the others he or she chose to ignore that and did not learn from that but again when you say we do not choose to learn from that which guna is dominant tamoguna tamoguna exactly so again guna is doing that my question is coming back to why is tamoguna doing that person because that is the one that's actively preventing that person he's choosing it <laughs> Then he or she choosing. In a way, what you say is right, but I mean, I think uh, Sunil, Sunil, I think uh, we are probably attributing that. I mean, we are saying that from our point of view that sattva is good, bad. We are making that good and bad things, but it is what it is. Those three gunas are there. It is what it is. Just like uh, objects around that. I mean, it is what it is. you just uh, you don't judge them i mean like it is what it is the right and wrong concept is only for the humans i mean we came up with this concepts but it is what it is so what oh, again uh, see rahu <laughs> that is compassion <laughs> so now your whole problem from house are extended to krishna himself he himself <laughs> is causing the problem what shall we do <laughs> <laughs> right no 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 so it is 
correct how they are used that's when you come to individual effort now back back again correct correct i'm i'm, I'm saying in terms of car driving the car will will come and it's not fully transferable in uh, analogy but i'm i'm saying sat tamoguna is guna like you said it it is there it, it it is the properties that it induces but what property it induces in us is adharmic properties rajoguna again it it what property is induces in us is adharmic properties and then dharma itself is there is an absolute part and there is a relative part and we if you have not noticed we went through that hita is a absolute part relative part is whether satya is hita or anrata is hita is whether truth is hita or lie is a hita right whether killing is a hita or showing compassion a hita right that is where dharma's flexibility comes not hita nobody is saying ahita is dharma hita is dharma the means to that hita can be flexible sometimes lying is hita dharma sometimes saying the truth is dharma right when when a child is showing you something and uh, i want you to know how it is if you say it is so ugly it's worst throw it away it is truth maybe it's 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 like that is that dharma is it good is it hita sonita but when somebody is doing wrong after wrong and you are letting him do it because he is a friend and and want, don't want to tell, speak harshly to that person is that hita no it is ahita so it is adharma so we have to understand that dharma itself is a kind of two steps there one is an absolute frame and what people always confuse is the the difference between the absolute frame and the relative frame dharma is not relative the means to dharma can be relative dharma is absolute dharma is always absolute the means of course to dharma can be relative right we have to be very clear about this 9000 9000 if you are opposing the 9000 you fall in the 8th house of death and agnana right if you understand dharma 8th house is hidden knowledge 8th house is something that nobody else can see that you can see so 8th is is like that right so never ever think that dharma is relative dharma is not relative and whichever person says that is absolutely wrong the means to dharma is relative not dharma itself dharma is one and that is hitartham for the good of us for our progress for our improvement that is a given but how do you achieve it sometimes it has to be sweet sometimes it has to be through violence it, you know there's a lot of different means and interchanging means that happens because of that 
So, so yes, uh, Sunil, I mean, I, I get I get your point there, but let's say there's a big earthquake comes, a cyclone comes. What, where is the dharma in that thing which was created by the elements? There is no, I mean, just some people die, some people, you know, there is, you can't create, you know, seek any inner meaning in any of those natural disasters, right? right? Yeah. But, see, you're talking in level, level three terms now. So, you see, that is correct. What you said is correct. Hurricane, uh, you know, people dying of hurricane, you know, there's no good or bad there. Right? That, that, that's beyond anybody's control. So that which is beyond anybody's control, we cannot, we cannot talk about that in terms of dharma and dharma. Right? So, let's go to level two now. And uh, maybe a little bit, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about... Uh, the, the other levels and, and then, you know, because this sloka is so important that you have to understand the three levels. Otherwise, we'll end up as these different schools of thought in the Indian traditions, which has emerged out of this misunderstanding of this sloka or the related Sankhya sloka and all that. Because the first level basically is atheism or uh, the uh, Charvaka Mata, uh, Nirishwara Sankhya and all the Sankhya Matas um, you know, that has Nirishwara, Tarkikas, uh, to some extent, all of these guys, then Nyaya, Vaisheshikas. So they take this as the fundamental that, that the world works by itself without a need for something to make it work. Right? And Krishna's first thing is it is Gunas themselves that are creating this. But then in the next sentence, he says, Gunebhyaha Paramvetti. There is something beyond that para, uh, the Guna's actions of Manas. That is important. Right? So that is what we have to see. So going back to my question, the difference between a saint and a, a sinner is the Gunas acting in them. But the question is, why did one become a saint and cultivate Satvagana more and why the other became a sinner and cultivated Tamoguna more? It's a matter of willpower. That's a big difference. The willpower to be able to uh, do things, be able to sadhana. Willpower. All this willpower, knowledge, you know, understanding, everything goes. See, Guna is very psychological too, remember. So the will to uh, understand, will to do, all comes from Sattvaguna. Sattvika will. And Krishna actually talks about this. Dhairya, dhiratvam. Sattvika dhiratva, tamasika dhiratva, rajasika dhiratva, what each one of these is. The three framework Krishna himself will use later on in the, I mean the future chapters. So it is not my invention. Krishna is saying this in the 17th chapter and I'm, I was using it as a foundation to develop the topic. So in other words, you, without Satvaguna, you don't even have a will to do things. You have a will to seek satsang, you will to seek spiritual exactly. pursuits. So, exactly. even, so you don't even have that. So that guy who is in tamasic mood is always stuck there pretty much, looks like. Correct. Now Guru has sat on your head now. That is that is a, that is probably his cursed. I mean, like why why <laughs> that guy had a thamasic mindset? God has given him whatever, but he can't change it. And then so he's kind of stuck. We are going back to the Abrahamic religion concept again. 
Correct, correct, correct. If we were stuck in level one, yes, then there is no solution other than to artificially build a free will and all that stuff to bring to bring that. Uh, otherwise, God is biased. So God, to keep God away from sin, you have to add something that keeps uh, God away from sin, and that is free will. Without free will, then uh, everything is because of God, and so He is the sinner Himself. So that is why free will comes, and we don't need that because we are going to level two and level three, right? So again, the concept of karma, we have seen one. There is one. See, when, whenever Krishna says deha, how many dehas we have? I'm not talking about you know many births. I'm talking about in one birth, how many kind of bodies we have? I shouldn't even say body. I should say how many kinds of shells we have. Three, right? We have three sheets. Stula, right? Yeah. So stula, the physical body, that is triguna. Sukshma is basically psychological, but it's again a shell. It's a psychological shell, which is manas, you know, sukshma indriyas. Uh, you know, even tanmatras and and uh, sukshma bhutas, sukshma indriyas, uh, then uh, sukshma manas, buddhi, ankara, chitta. All of these are nothing but what we call sukshma sharira. It's a psychological shell. It's a shell, psychological shell. That is also sattvara. That's feeling, willing, whatever mental names we have, mental activities. They are also trigunatvika. It is not just body alone. It is mind also. Yes, trigunatvika. It is also made of three. Ahankara is three kinds. Chitta three. You know, buddhi three. Manas three. Indriya three. Everything is three. And that is the reason why whenever one is influencing the way we like, what we like through indriyas changes. What we think in the mind changes. What we judge changes. Buddhi. How we see ourselves changes, ahankara, and then what we remember, and what we carry, samskaras, that changes. <clears throat> right. So sukshmatva, sukshma sharira is nothing but psychological shell. There's a physical shell. There's a psychological shell, and then what is called as linga deha or agnya sharira. So that there is a, another shell within which jiva lives. That's what jiva. Jiva, we are carrying a burden, and the physical body is the only one shell that we lose and go forward. But we always carry sukshmatra, sukshma sharira, and karana sharira, or linga linga deha is what they call it. The causal body is avyakta, right? The causal body has impressions. That's the avyakta. It is. It is. Uh, it is avyakta in the sense that it's not like avyakta in the sense that it is not physically manifest, but of course it's there. But it is yeah, all the impressions are in seed form. Yeah, yeah, right. So that 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 is there. So we carry that. So agnana, agnana is there, right? Agnana, linga deha is all of that agnana. Basically, that is uh, that is preventing us from realizing. That is that that shell is there. That is the innermost shell. We'll never go until the end, when we lose that shell, right? And then then there is prana that is that is carrying these things. And then prana is carrying the, the jiva. Jiva is just a, like a seed. Prana is the one that is carrying, holding, putting in the heart, 
moving, taking all of this is prana. Okay? So these are all the things we carry because the Brahma Sutras, one of the questions Brahma Sutras ask is, why is in the sadhana adhyaya is, why is the need for sadhana? Because when we die, we lose everything. So what is the need for any sadhana? Anyway, we are leaving everything here. Then, you know, the concept says, no, no, no. We lose one shell. Whatever we have done is recorded in the other shell. See, whenever we say recording, we think it in a moral and ethical terms. Yeah, of course, it is moral and ethical terms. But then the impressions that we have gained for ourselves, like what has shaped us. Whenever we say recording, it is who we are. That is the recording. The environment, the situation, everything has shaped us. They shaped our inner psychological shell. That is the, when we say recording, it, it means the, their, their impact on us and how we have changed because of that. That is the recording. Right? That we carry ourselves, right? If you're an angry person now, next in the next thing, you know, you'll carry the same thing. Right? Unless you lose it here, you don't lose it there. You have to lose it in some janma. It will still be carried in the sukshma. Right? And that's why it says sadhana is needed because you have to clean up the sukshma sharira. Otherwise, nothing will happen. You know, you can put soap on the, uh, the stula sharira, it will become clean. But what is the soap for sukshma sharira? The only soap for sukshma sharira is sadhana. Without sadhana, nothing will happen. Right? And that's the need for sadhana. Is we will never lose Sukshma Sharida until Mukti. Right? And whatever is applicable in the second chapter when he says fire doesn't burn, uh, the, uh, the Jeev Atma and, and uh, water doesn't wet, it is also applicable to Sukshma Sharida. Water doesn't wet the Sukshma Sharida. Water doesn't uh, burn the Sukshma Sharida. So there is no physical thing that can destroy Sukshma Sharida. Sukshma Sharida can be only be cleansed and destroyed by knowledge. The light of knowledge. There is no other physical thing. So whatever is applicable in the second chapter for Jiva is applicable to also Sukhya Sharira. It's also applicable to Sharira. Right? And etymologically, Sukhya, you should not call it Sukhya Sharira. You should call it Sukhya Deha. And what, that's what Krishna calls it. Do you know the difference between Deha and Sharira? Both mean body. What is the difference between Sharira? Sharira is something you have and Deha is something given to you, is it? No, no, no. Sharira, see, it's both body. Sharira means that which is destructible. Shru means destruct. Like, you know, for Shiva, we call him Sharva. He, the destroyer. Sharira is also the same. Rather. That means that which gets destroyed. So, Physical body, whatever do you do, will end, will be destroyed in the end. That is Sharira. Or Shru and Irana. Irana means activity, that which gives us activity. Irana, like Prana. Right? That, that Irana is, the, is that, that uh, activity and that which is in the end get destroyed and that which is, uh, that which gives us the power of, uh, enables the power of activity, that is Sharira. Deha is Upachaya. Dih upachaya means that which grows. 
upachaya means grow growth that is there so in in that sense you cannot actually call sukshma sharira sukshma sharira sharira because it's not something that is destructible yeah eventually in the end if you are a mukta jeevi yes otherwise it we are forever it is a forever sharira for us right so that means it is it is it is not it's a sukshma deha agnyana deha stula sharira so in in sanskrit sometimes using certain words in their etymological sense changes the meaning so much and krishna does that in the next uh, couple of shlokas he he specifies this he specifies this dehi dehabrit dehi so uh, can you explain the uh, etymology of the word deha dehi is it like dharana and is is it, i mean i don't know sanskrit but from upachaya. you know thing to you upachaya like dehi dehu upachaya means it's uh, that which grows so it has nothing to do with dharana like the one that is where is dha in it it is dha right deha not deha. deha okay right so yeah so it is deha deha means that which grows sharira means that which is destroyed both are body <laughs> that's the it's etymological derivation right? so so body the synonyms are not actually synonyms in etym- etymology mm-hmm. it's different derivations of the same thing that's what the etym- when you look at the etymology you know we say water has many synonyms but each of the names for water has different meanings for water you know i can say that which wets that which uh, satisfies our thirst so all of them are water Right? Yes. So even yeah, fantastic. You know that's that's Samskrita. Right. So here, uh, the, 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 so that that's the thing. So the uh, the 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 sukshma deha and agnana deha, they're always within us. They're all they're never destroyed. When even the physical body is is lost, that is the one that carries from, and that's the reason why sadhana is required, because sadhana there is no other physical way of cleaning our basically you know it's just like saying what how do we cleanse our emotions which is nothing but how do you clean our sukshma deha is in 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 english would be how would you clean our emotions through certain practices that is sadhana and that's why sadhana is required okay so let us stop now and in the next class we will uh, look at level 2 to see why is the sinner sinning that the 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 tamoguna is taken hold of that sinner and uh, why is the saint getting that light and clarity more and more and more murdham gachati satvastaha so he is that guy is the saint is in the positive spiral going progressing more and more gaining more and more and the uh, sinner is in the negative spiral worse and worse and worse and worse why does so, that happen so actions create impressions and impressions create more actions it's a vicious cycle so as you do more actions similar actions it creates the impressions and you end up in a vicious cycle you end up staying in the same tendency i think that's probably that the explanation yeah. yes and no also look at valmiki's life 
or even angulimala so they broke the cycle why did they break the cycle or how could they break the cycle so the uh, this autobiography of yogi guy uh, uh, there is one thing that i read is yeah, you come with your tendencies with from your previous births the 80% of them are dominant in you there's a 20% chance you can actually change your tendency by your by actions so that 20% if you don't utilize you end up being in the same cycle again and again so remember there is no chance see when I, see in philosophy there is no chance whenever we say chance we mean daiva that which is not in our control it is in control of daiva right there is nothing random so there is no concept of random or chance so in in sanskrita the equivalent of sanskrit name for chance or randomness is daiva and in daiva it is it is not actually chance it is that which is in our control that is not in our control so basically another meaning another way of saying chance is i don't control it okay yes i understand i get it so so 80% of is all set for you and then there's still a 20% um thing that you can still do out of your purushakara to change the tendency provided you utilize it properly yeah but the question is not that you can still do but why don't you do that is the question right so that means level 1 is a partial answer because if it is open to these questions that means level 1 is a partial answer and that's why i want to leave it with a question because then uh, you know then it will become interesting next class well you will you, 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 you need to think about this that means we we have one part of the answer oh, why do we get angry why do we get love why do we know all why do we get these feelings everything is answered by gunas right and basically when a, gunas is is, is is a philosophical concept but Uh, when it comes, it, it, it's a biology, right? It's hormones and all the function of the body and function of the mind and the the brain chemicals that's that's causing this. Correct. That's correct. Nobody is denying that. But that's level one. But level two is another part of the body, uh, part of the answer. And then finally, we'll come to level three. That's the philosophy. Okay. so we will stop here uh, i can answer any more questions if you have is there any other question and i want to leave you with confusion that's my thing if you have clarity then you know i didn't want satyakuna to take over you <laughs> so i mean some of the if you do the explanations here with the crime in the inner cities and all that they say it is because of the surroundings the 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 prabhava they say is responsible for most of the crime they don't talk about the swabhava yes, tendencies yeah which is definitely true but that's a partial answer is what i'm saying right see even a person in the best of the situation can they not be evil they can be evil so that means situation alone cannot explain right so that means we have we have a partial answer to this it's not a full answer but situation is also a cause that is true fixing a situation to uh, fix a problem might not be that's why it's a partial answer right there's a, this is a you know this 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 level 1 is where iq and social iq i mean I've, there's a fantastic book on negotiations 
that 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 is based on understanding the other person's emotional and social IQs. Uh, never split the difference. Fantastic book. And this guy is a uh, was a FBI investigator, like a what do you call it? not investigator but a negotiator. Crisis, like you know, he would go when the terrorists took over something. He would go and negotiate with the terrorists. Fantastic way of how he deals with this attribution. He doesn't have an attribution issue. He knows that there is a situation that is triggering the individual. The individual is not just individual. Individual is an individual plus the situation and how to deal with the situation. What kind of questions to ask? Fantastic. And I mean, if if we were a, a civilization that produced knowledge, we would have used all this to produce knowledge like that. Of, of how to use these gunas in, in real situation, in real world. We have kind of relegated into these books and not, not even talked about it. Right? So the point is in this class is to kind of pull this out of the book and into the world, right? Is how to use this. And, um, and so we'll do that. Okay, any more questions? Okay then, we'll end. Uh, um, Okay, talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you, Sunny. Thank you, Sunny.